1: Yeah, I could uh, I could be back in the uh, Caesar Superdome yesterday afternoon. I could I could relive that that moment. A, a little scary at times. Uh, it was almost as if the Saints were trying not to win, but they ended up winning. Hey, I'm Scoot. Glad you're with us on this uh, Monday afternoon, Red Beans and Rice Day, November the sixth. Beautiful day. Fire is still smoldering out in the east, and a couple of other fires around the state, and hopefully none of that is, uh, is affecting you. Hey, you got to feel great. Uh, the, the Saints won it, although you know, I, I was disappointed in the very beginning because it's like they kind of came out and, uh, you know, we're the Saints, and, you know, we're at home, and we did so well last week. I guess we're going to win this game this week, and they just kind of came out with um, really no luster a- a- at all, and there were times during the game when it was uh, it, as if they were trying to lose the game, but, hey, they won. And that's the only thing that really matters. And the Saints are, the Saints are in number one uh, in the number one spot in the NFC South with a record of five and four. Falcons in second place, four and five. Buccaneers three and five, and the Panthers one and seven. Last night, if you watched a uh, Sunday night football, you saw the Cincinnati Bengals uh, win a big game. The Cincinnati Bengals are in last place in the AFC North, last place in their division. And they have a record of five and three, five and three. The, the leading team in, the, in that division, uh, the the Ravens, at seven and two, and then you've got the Steelers, the Browns, and the Bengals all at five and three. So you know we obviously don't have the toughest division, but I, I tell you the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are a lot better five and f- five and three team than the Saints are a five and four team. Um, you know, again, we're going to relive some of the moments from from yesterday, and and I, I you know I, I really feel good about dennis allen coach dennis allen you know we started talking about this on the show weeks ago and it's like where's the passion where where is the passion well we're starting to see the passion from dennis allen and i think this is going to serve him well i i mean i i i love that it's not just the same monotone we did this we did that we did that well you know the guys did this no he's showing some passion and and but that needs to also translate into his conversations with, with the team. And you don't have to be a sports expert to, to, to figure that out. But I, I feel really good about uh, starting to hear some passion from, from Dennis Allen. And it's 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 the one thing that might actually save his job. If you want to join us for the comment, the Okinawa Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. So we'll be talking about the Saints. We'll talk about Tulane. They won. They move up in the polls. LSU. What the hell happened? I really... Didn't just say this on the air. I really thought they were going to go to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, but Alabama was a hell of a team, and LSU didn't look so great. There were times when LSU looked brilliant, but uh, that was a tough one for LSU. And LSU has uh, has dropped in the polls. I'm surprised that the LSU Florida game is going to be moved to prime time, because after LSU lost it, that just not as uh, as um, they don't have the national appeal that they would have had if they if they would have won. I'm, I'm glad it's going to be on on primetime TV, nighttime game at Tiger Stadium. That's cool. All right. So on this day in 2012, President Barack Obama was reelected to a second term. That caused rocker Ted Nugent to go into a rant describing Obama supporters as pimps, whores, welfare brats, subhuman variants. And he, he went on from there. Why is politics so personal? Why you got to put a people? Why you got to put people down? And then Hillary Clinton said that uh, Trump supporters were uh, deplorables. Some of them are, but some some on the left are deplorable as well. Also, Republican presidential candidate Chris Christie fired back at an audience at Florida's uh, GOP uh, Freedom Summit. He said that. You're the, to the crowd, your quote, anger against the truth is reprehensible. People aren't accepting the truth. It may not be an absolute truth, but there are some truths in the world that have been accepted before that are no longer accepted now. Congressman Steve Scalise. Refused to directly answer questions about the legitimacy of the 2020 election. It was on uh, ABC's This Week. I mean, seriously, Congressman, WTF, dude. Seriously. What the hell? I mean, you, you, you can't stand up and, and say what everybody knows. The election wasn't stolen. You, you got to kiss the ass of Trump, the, the, the mega supporters that aren't even big enough. They're not even large enough to win a national election or to, to, to change the outcome of a national election and you got to kiss their ass? I, it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. just coming, hemming and hawing and, you know, walking around the, the, the question and not wanting to answer it. I mean, dude, come on, stand up and stand for something. Stand up for the truth. But the truth doesn't matter. And maybe this afternoon we can talk about some things that aren't true that people think are true. Because this is, this is one of the biggest problems we have in the country today. The failure to accept the truth. Again, I remind you, it, it, it's not the absolute truth. But it is true. For example, a lot of people thought that O.J. Simpson killed his ex-wife and her boyfriend. I believe that. A lot of you believe that as well. But the truth is that he was found not guilty on criminal charges. That's the truth. And, and so comparing that to the, the election, it's, it's like people are saying, um, well, but the trial wasn't fair. The trial was fixed. Whatever. It wasn't. There's no evidence of that. And yet it's like people would, would still say that. Well, the, Well, the trial was fixed. There's no evidence the 2020 election was fixed. There's no evidence it was stolen. The, the evidence points out that Donald Trump, our ex-president, tried to steal it. That's the truth. Well, I know he hasn't been convicted yet, but there are people who don't want to accept that. So, um, okay, we'll see what happens. But on this show, we're going to always talk about the truth. The truth is that if you blamed Biden for high gas prices, and if you were one of the ones with the Sharpie going along the, the, uh, going along places and, and going into the, the, the gas pump area and writing, you know, F you Biden or thank you Biden for high gas prices. If you're one of the idiots that, that scrolled that on the, the gas pumps, I mean, you're so frustrated with high gas prices that you had to post something about Biden on the damn pump itself. The truth is, gas prices continue to go down. Do you give Biden credit? Do you thank Biden? If Biden is to blame for high gas prices, then he is to blame for gas prices going down. And if you don't believe that, well, then just go ahead and take Cheese Whiz and mark hypocrite on your forehead. You can do that. Or wear a T-shirt that says, I'm a hypocrite. We'll accept that. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okunard Dueler's uh, talking text line is 504-260-1870. As you can tell, a lot to talk about this afternoon. Also, uh, suicide is a problem in, it's a problem everywhere, but we have a reminder that it's a problem in, in Louisiana. And far too many young people make a decision to kill themselves, to take their life, however you want to phrase it, to end their life. And, and when you're a young person, your life may suck. And my life sucked when I was young and I hated myself and I, I, I had so many issues because of my severe case of obsessive compulsive disorder. I hated life. But it never occurred to me to commit suicide. That is a consideration today. And it shouldn't be. And, and why? Why? I mean, why, why are there so many people that just have absolutely no hope? we'll talk a little bit about that in the three o'clock hour Ian Hoke is the senior producer of this show he is at the controls in the other studio
2: good afternoon sir I do I sound okay you sound good okay because I did a lot of screaming yesterday yeah I did a lot of whooping and uh and hollering during the so, Saints game go ahead give me your impressions of the game uh you know uh, is in look I say this every time I'm invited to talk about the Saints I'm I don't i do not I just want to cheer on the team. I I prefer it when they win, obviously. If they can win in a fashion that makes them look good, obviously that's the best. But for me, honestly, man, it just comes down to whether or not it's fun to watch. You know, I'm interested in the stats and the intrigue and the storylines and the narratives, but at the end of the day, if I'm not having a good time watching the game, that is, to me, the worst possible outcome. I can have a great time watching the Saints lose, over and over again if it's a dynamic interesting game. So in this regard I came away, you know, pretty damn happy. Was it, it was it the most impressive performance we've seen? No, of course not. Do we have a lot that we could be doing to get better? Of course. But you know what? It was a damn fun 3 hours.
1: Yeah, it was. And the only thing that you can hope for, the only thing that you can can be guaranteed out of a game is that it and you, it doesn't happen all the time, but I guess the only thing that you can really expect from a game is that it's entertaining, because this is entertainment. You know, winning and losing, it doesn't solve problems. It doesn't uh, solve the problems of our country. It, it doesn't find a cure for cancer. So it's, it's pure entertainment. And the frustrating thing for me is when the Saints just don't appear to be playing, when they're just lackadaisical, when, when they just don't seem to care, when they seem, when there's this collective apathy about the team, and it is noticeable to the fans. So uh, I, I felt like the, the team was apathetic a, a lot yesterday. I mean, when they came out, uh, you know, the, the most exciting moment that when, when the team seemed the most fired up was when they came out and did the Hootat chant in the, in the very beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah. And then they go out there on the field, and it's like, you know, I, I mean, has Alvin Kamara lost a step, maybe a couple of steps, or do they just know how to tackle him now? Because he's just not – He's not breaking through like he, he did. I, I, look, I understand there's a problem with the offensive line. But even when that was the problem before, um, K- Kamara would, would, would break through. And Taysom Hill, I mean, what can you say about this guy? And you heard in our news that he's the only player ever in the history of the NFL other than Frank Gifford to have 10 passing touchdowns 10 running touchdowns, and 10 receiving touchdowns. That is just amazing. And, I mean, this guy just like, it looks like he just loves to hit people. And, and that's really a, a great attribute when you're in, the, in that game. And I, 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 I've seen from the beginning of the season to the last few games, I've, I've seen the Saints use him in a more diversified manner. And that seems to be just really beneficial for the Saints. But I mean, I love it. The Saints are at the top of the division at uh, five and four. And it, it, Bobby Hebert says the game yesterday should have been a blowout. Five turnovers. You know, it, it doesn't get any more generous than that. And the Saints didn't have any turnovers. All right. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okanoy Jewelers Talking Text Line is five zero four two six zero. 1-870. So um, a lot to talk about this afternoon and we'll, uh, we'll come back and we'll relive some of the, the highlights of the Saints games and we can talk about that. you know I, I'd love to know your impression of the game. I mean what, what did you think? okay, in the end it's a win and that's all that matters to a degree. But what did you feel about the game watching it whether you were in the dome or you were listening to it or watching it? What did you feel about um, how did you feel about the, the Saints? They won. We're in the number one spot in the NFC South, so all that's cool. But there are still some some problems. And I love that Dennis Allen got passionate after the game. I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. I really thought LSU was going to go to Alabama and put it to uh, the Crimson Tide, but uh, Alabama beat LSU into uh, reality. We'll dedicate the song to them. All right, but it was a bad day. LSU will come back and do better. The season is far, far from over. So, LSU fans, I know you're uh, hanging there. I'm screwed on the air. Uh, So let's talk a little bit. Uh, We've got some calls to get to and some of your texts. We'll get to that in just a moment. Let's uh, relive a little bit of the game yesterday. So after the Bears got their first touchdown, um, Paulson Adebo intercepted a pass in the first quarter.
3: Backfield for Bajan looking to throw. Plenty of time. Still there. Now throws. That ball's picked off. Picked off by the Saints on the near side. That's Paulson and Debo again spinning around. But Paulson and Debo, back to back weeks, interception.
1: And then Derek Carr hit uh, Chris Olave for this eight yard touchdown pass. Good win.
4: You know, hard. <laughs> That's not it. We'll Let's get to the right, right one here. here.
1: All right. Tenth
3: all right. play of the drive. Third down and goal. Ball at the eight. Car to throw. Bears bring some pressure. Car throws to the end zone. And that is a touchdown
1: for Chris Olave. Olave. Yes. <laughs> and in the second quarter, Taysom Hill pulled down another one to even the score at 14. Car back in. Third and goal
3: from the two. Kamara to his left. Car to throw. Does throw. Throws to Taysom Hill. Right corner of the end zone, and that is a touchdown. New Orleans answering the call again. Card to t- 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 Taysom Hill. Touchdown.
1: You know, Mike Haas really does a sensational job. I, I, you know, what is this, his second year doing play by play? He sounds he, like he's He, having was, a, he fun. was a sports anchor. I mean, he's creative. He does really. I mean, I love the job that he's doing, so credit to, uh, to, to Mike Haas. Voice of the Saints. All right, so Adebo stripped the ball away for a turnover in the third quarter.
3: Out of the shotgun is Bajan looking to throw. Does throw across the middle. Wide open, D.J. Moore. Ball's loose. Ball's loose. Saints got on it. Saints jumped on it. D.J. Moore made the catch.
0: Paulson Adebo. Paulson Adebo with the script right there. Man, that is a heck of a play.
1: And the Saints continued piling up the turnovers when uh, when Marcus May intercepted a pass, and the Saints went up
3: 24-17. Agent with an empty backfield. Three to his left, two to his right. Calls for the ball. Saints bring three. Drop back into pressure. He fires it across the middle, and that one is picked off middle of the field. Marcus May. Marcus May
1: as the defense heads down towards the field level suites to pose.
5: Paging the New Orleans Saints.
1: It didn't end there. Adebo got another interception in the fourth quarter. Out of the shotgun. The three
3: receivers to his right. Mooney now comes in motion but stays to the right. Saints bring some late pressure. Throws it across the middle. And that is picked off again. And who else? Paulson Adebo. (laughs) Having a monster game. You name it. He's done it.
1: It was really awesome. So, I mean, what do you think? How did you feel about the Saints yesterday? I, and I know it wasn't the prettiest of wins, but the Saints won. We're in first place in the division. And, th- you know, there was a time this season when things didn't look so great for for, for the Saints. Like, oh, my God, where are they going? We're 5-4 and four in first place. So, how are you feeling, and how did you feel about the game yesterday? The Oakland Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. All right. So, here is um, Bejid back uh, finishing up with a sack fumble. Recovered by? Saints, Pete Warner.
3: Pageant takes it. Saints bring four. Looking to throw, but he's hit from behind. And the ball is out. The ball is out. Still out. Fall on it. Fall on it. Pete Warner picks it up. Pete Warner has it inside the 20. The Saints get yet another turnover. Forced by Demario Davis, and then Pete Warner finally picked it up. Wow, what a huge play.
1: You know, if we still had McKenzie's Bakeries, uh, they'd have some kind of a sale on turnovers today in honor of the Saints yesterday. So I mentioned that that Saints coach uh, Dennis Allen seems to have changed. And uh, we've been talking about this for for a while on the show. Um, I'm starting to hear some real passion from him. It's it's not monotone. A- after a win or a lose, it was all, ah, you, know, Saints, well, you know, well, you know, you know. no, no, no. No, things are changing. And I think this is going to benefit the team. It certainly is, is helping his image with the with the fans. So, Dennis Allen acknowledged the victory came in a large part because of those turnovers.
4: Good win. You know, hard-fought win. Look, none of these are ever easy in our league. All right? And for anybody that ever thinks that you got an easy one, you're, you're waiting to get your ass beat. Um, so, uh, it was a good win for us. We're excited about the win. Um, and and moving forward and in, 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 in getting ready to go play uh, Minnesota. So... Um, I'll take your questions. It was look, I mean, the, the I think the takeaways were outstanding. Um, it wasn't a lot good that I saw defensively, um, but the takeaways were, were outstanding, and that's the difference in the game. So, um, you know, it's a credit to our guys to to go out and take the ball away. We talked about punching the ball out this week. We got a nice, you know, top down punch out. So, um, some of the things that we emphasized were were good to see all right um we still have to start faster defensively um so we gotta we gotta figure that out we had way too many mistakes early on in the game um and and that has to be better
1: and uh, honestly this was not one of the more passionate moments but this is what we had available for our, our, our show today but there were some more moments in in dennis allen's uh, post-game press conference where he just displayed more passion and there was more passion last week and i just think this is great I mean, the Saints have won two in a row. And believe it or not, that's rare. That, that doesn't happen that often, which is, you know, sad. But Adebo said that it was definitely a team effort. Yeah, it feels great. I mean, obviously, I couldn't be able to do it without my teammates and without, you know, obviously, rushing coverage goes together. So, you know, everybody's saying good pick, good pick. But the fact of the matter is, you know, our pass rushers are doing a great job. Um, throughout the duration of the game, making the quarterback uncomfortable and making them throw, uh, you know, bad throws. Yeah, just trying to read the quarterback's eyes, trying to be aggressive on the ball. Um, that's something that we've, we've been kind of harping on, you know, trying to get takeaways and affect the ball and attack the
6: ball. So it's kind of just what, you know, as a whole, what we're trying to do as a defense.
1: So the Saints play the Minnesota Vikings next, and the Vikings are not as good as they were expected to be. But the Vikings, I think, are better than their record. And so uh, this has got to be a game the Saints going to take very seriously. But I mean, could the Saints just be getting better? Could they be getting better? Could they? Could could just things be improving all the way around? That could could I mean, you don't need to peak at the beginning of the season. You need to peak in the midseason and in the end of the season. And so, could the Saints be heading in that direction? I hope so. All right. Before we get to uh, to your calls uh, on this day in 1982, 1982, the first single for Michael Jackson's Thrill album hit the charts. Entered the charts. Entered the top 100 at 45. What was that song? What was the first, first single from Michael Jackson's thriller? Now, I, I'm reminded of this because of the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, but I, I don't remember this being the first single. If you would have asked me before I looked at this, what was the first single? I would have said something other than what was the first single. We're going to play that for you going into this break. I'm Scoot on the Air. Let's go to Shalmet Wayne. Welcome to the show.
6: Hi. Scooter. I'd like to talk to you about all the things you just talked about. It's, uh, I have season tickets. I gave it to my son-in-law and my grandson. He's six, six years old, and he had a great time. Oh, wow. I, I've almost lost my voice watching it. <laughs> it seems like – you watched the Cincinnati game last night? Yes. Yeah. A defensive lineman, we let go because we didn't want to pay. He's leading the league in sacks. Craig uh Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, I know. And he was awesome last time. Do we need him? Um, I thought he was but, good
1: when we had him. I was surprised they let him go.
6: Oh yeah, he was. He was, but probably because he got uh bunches of millions. He's, you know, turning into a superman. Yeah. But watching the the quarterback sir. The quarterback was terrible. You know, I I kept telling people yeah. why they don't just put uh um the army knife back in. Yeah. Because he he threw some passes, and what? They were right on. They weren't low. They weren't high. I just don't know what's wrong with that quarterback. But jumping over to LSU, you you didn't mention that I went ballistic when it happened. That defensive lineman with Atlanta should have been ejected. They called him a target, but it was worse than targeting. You're you're right. They drove him. They showed it in slow motion. It was like Superman crashing into the ground there was poor Jaden Under him Wayne and and that ended it.
1: He did everything right when it comes to what you're not supposed to do when you when you tackle a quarterback and they didn't call it and they let Alabama slide there. I mean I've got this on my list we we're going to get to this. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up. This was just a it travesty very, of justice.
6: It was the way he hit him. Yep. You know, and he led with the crown of his helmet. Now let me jump to your third part. I'm so, I feel so bad about people that lose their life. Um, my, I'm a deacon at my church, mm-hmm. and I would promise you if they would try and visit church, it would help them because somebody would sit with them, talk to them, give them their phone number and say, call me if you're still having problems. Yeah. But in all of these movies now, nobody, all, of, all the people that are bad, they don't go to church. So I'm just saying it's it's there's a little bit of a connection. I know you don't talk religiously, but, but yeah, I've met you, like I said. I'm, I'm 64. I met you when I was in high school. You was with Captain Humble. So I respect you, even though I don't believe in everything you believe. That's okay. But my last question is, do you think you could try and give Trump a little bit of a break, only because you're saying the election was definitely— straightforward and nothing was crooked i didn't say that no wait
1: time out wayne i didn't say that all right there are there are things that happen in every election but there was there was there was no evidence to indicate that there was enough of anything to overturn the election i've never said that there was nothing wrong there were there things wrong there were things wrong and dishonest about the, the the election trump won so that happens in every every election
6: well, the only uh, the only comeback come I'd have on that is that their excuse was that the compute the vote machines were not hooked up to a computer. Almost every one of them have to be hooked no, up. To no, a computer no, 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 no. See, this is
1: this is the part of the truth that you're denying. Okay. This is this I'm you to talk to you. you. know, and if you're a deacon, I ask you to seek the truth. Okay. Wayne, I enjoyed our conversation.
6: All right. Thank you.
1: I'm glad you called. If you want to join us, the Okunard Jewelers talking Text line is 504-260-1870. When we come back, we'll get to uh, more of your calls, and we'll get to some of the text messages that are pouring in. Yeah, that hit on Jaden Daniels was atrocious. And more should be done to hold these officials, whether it's college or the NFL, accountable. I mean, if you make, okay, relative to the job of officiating, that was a huge mistake, and somebody ended up hurt as a result. If you made something relative to your work that, if you made that big of a mistake relative to your work, you would be held accountable. What happened to that damn official that didn't that didn't do that? And did they did they give Alabama um, a pass? Damn right they did. They gave Alabama a pass. And, and this subconscious bias that lives in every, well, maybe not every, that lives in what seems to be the majority of officials in football, this subconscious bias that maybe they don't even recognize, it needs to be addressed by the NCAA, and it needs to be addressed by the NFL. I'm Scoot. If you want to join us, the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. On this day in 1982, the first single from Thriller, Broke the charts at number 45. And this was, the, this was the song. First single. If you would have asked me, if you would have called the show and said, hey, Scoot, what was the first single released from, from Thriller? I would have said Billie Jean. I really thought it was Billie Jean. The Doggone Girl is Mine. It was the first single released from Thriller. It was a, a duet done with Paul McCartney. And I would have never guessed that happened on this day in 1982. Oh, by the way, and with an exception of uh, of with the exception of two weeks between "Pretty Young Thing" and "Thriller" being released as singles, there was a Michael Jackson song from "Thriller" on the charts every week from this point until May of 1984. That's over two years. That's how big Michael Jackson was. I'm Scooch. We'll be back on WWL. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, on this day in 2012, uh, U.S. President of Barack Obama won election for a second term. And the news was uh, greeted by excitement from people like Snoop Dogg and Lady Gaga and Cher. But there was one guy who was really, really pissed off. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent just went on a rant. He went on Twitter, now X, and he referred to Obama supporters as, quote, pimps, whores. Welfare brats, subhuman varmints. He <laughs> went on from there. Why do we allow politics to get so personal? Why do we have to get down to calling names? I guess it just feels good, doesn't it? You sort of call people names. Makes you feel good. You now, pimps, they're all pimps and whores and welfare brats and subhuman varmints. I mean, there are some, there are some Republicans who, who fit that description as well. But we don't need to name any names. Anyway, it just, this is just a reminder how personal politics has become. I'm Scoot. If you want to join us with a comment on a Monday afternoon, the Okanard Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to New Orleans East. Brown, you're on WWL. Good afternoon.
5: Good afternoon, Scoot. How are you? I'm good. I'm getting popular on your air. Everybody stopped in the street saying, Hey, Brown, I hear you on school. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, anyway, uh, uh, about Trump. Okay, so Trump agreed with all the states that approved him and rejected every other state that did not approve of his candidacy. Now, if he just was to say, Well, you know, even the states where that elected me, you know, there's fraudulent. They could take those states back because I don't think, I, I don't think those states are being fair. Then people would more like believe, wait a minute here. Let's take a look at this. He's saying the whole electorate is, is fraudulent, Yeah, but he only picked out certain states where there was majority district or minority districts. And that's, you know what I'm saying? Go do, they got to go do their research. I'm not—I'm like you, Scoop. I'm just giving facts.
1: Yeah, it, it, you it's true. It, it, they really—you uh, know, but again, there are people—and it's, it's not all conservatives. It's not all Republicans, but there are some no. Republicans and conservatives when it comes to Trump who are just looking for anything that will support what they believe because I guess it is so difficult for them to admit that they were wrong— and, and I, I know people who voted for Trump and they admit that they were wrong or that, that he turned out to be different than they expected him to be. It's OK to be wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. Trump was the one who did all these, allegedly did all these things. But, I mean, there's enough evidence. That he's, he's in court. He was on the stand today. Look, people who, who love Trump, they think we bash Trump every day. That is far from the truth. We, we hold back on, on Trump information because it's kind of redundant. It's, it's there every single day. And I don't focus on Trump. But when Trump puts himself in the news or when something happens, we, there are times we do have to talk about Trump. But we don't go out of our way to, 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 to bash Trump. And if you love Trump, if you're, if you're a mega supporter, you have that right in America. But what disturbs me, though, is the hypocrisy and the idea that the truth doesn't matter. Because I can't admit I'm wrong. The truth doesn't matter what I believe is true because I would be I would feel insecure if I had to admit that I was wrong. It would take something away from my character. That's the problem that we have in this
2: country. All right. Ian's got some text messages. You know, you're really right. Sorry, I know I'm mean, going to get okay. to the text in a second, but it makes me think about Iraq and the weapons of mass destructions. There's no evidence for any of that. It turned out not to be true, but it felt true, and everybody wanted it to be true, and everybody, a lot of very important people in Washington and in the media across the nation and across the world hooked their entire careers into the idea that this was a just war, and there was no accountability for any of that. A lot of those people are still working. A lot of those people are in the same positions of power they were 20 years ago, and they were never held to account for having committed this action based on something that was a feeling and wasn't a truth and now that that has trickled down all the way down all the voters all the electorate everybody's kind of moving in that same fashion now it's like if it feels right it's got to be right and if it makes me feel bad it must be a lie
1: a good point because you know i believe that were weapons of mass destruction i was on the air i was on wwl talking about the war and talking about the weapons of mass destruction we had to do this we had to go in there and do this mm-hmm. And so it, it turns out I was wrong, but I admitted I was wrong and I let it go. And I moved on. It wasn't my fault that I was wrong. It was their fault. It's not your fault. If you're wrong about something, it's the fault of the person that just totally deceived you.
2: Okay. To the text line. Here's one that says, uh, the saints got the win. The coach is responsible for cleaning up. Like he says, the defense came to life and takeaways, Saints number one in it with twelve. I love Mike Haas and Deuce on WWL. It reminds me of Jim Henderson and Hokie. It's in their voice with excitement. Awesome, go Saints! Yep, love it. Here's a text that says, uh, "Come on, man! The Bears created five giveaways and we only scored twenty-four points. Come on! Does I, the offense practice during the week? I
1: know. I, look, there's a lot to be addressed. I agree. I totally agree with that.
2: But in the end, they won." You know they can play a great game and lose, and it's still a loss. I'll leave you with this one: there is nothing more ironic in this world than a devout Christian praising Trump. There are absolutely zero qualities or characteristics about Trump that even put him remotely in the realm of Christ-like. These people are brainwashed, and they are following a cult leader.
1: If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinaw Jewelers Talking Text Line is 504-260-1870.
2: Hey, I, look,
1: I don't know that there's bad blood, but have you noticed that things things seem to be cooling off between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Is this the cooling period? Because, you know, I've told you on the air from, from the beginning, I, I didn't think this was a serious thing. I thought it was more about publicity and fun for both of them. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. A sad day on the Scoot on the Air rock culture calendar. Today should be the 75th birthday of Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry should have been 75 years old today, but he died back in 2016. The key member of the Eagles. What a loss, I remember that day. I remember the day we were talking about that on the show. Anyway, should have been 75 years old today. Sorry we lost him and so many others. Why are so many people afraid of the truth? More about that coming up in the next hour. I'm Scoot on the air. It is a beautiful Monday afternoon, and we'll be back on WWL.